What's up, Internet? And all our great folks that are on there. It's another episode of Magical Boys with me, your host, Ruben Medina, and my lovely co-host, DJ Kirkland. It's me! DJ Kirkland! No, I mean, it's no longer Halloween, but we're still gonna do the spooky voice. <laughs> was, I guess it was sort it's of spooky. spooky still. It's more like the, uh, what's his name, the old SNL announcer. He'd be like, DJ Kirkland! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's very that. I guess it's kind of spooky, too. I'm just spooky all the time. That's who I am. Just a spooky boy. Just yeah, just like lean into that. Be spooky. DJ, how are you? I'm good. Um oh, cool. I just bought a new fucking iPad Pro today. Mm. Mm. But I didn't pay nearly as much as it would be if I was just like you know, a person just buying things off the street. I had a bunch of trade-ins that I did and um yeah, I I bought that shit today. Treat that Apple Store like a GameStop. Do it. Treat yourself. Um, so yeah, I got that today. I haven't set it up yet. It's all still in the box and shrink wrapped and everything. So I'm gonna do that later. Um, I'm looking at this photo. I, I was looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the Pokemon Let's Go game on mm-hmm. Amazon, and yeah. they have some screenshots. And DJ, I don't know. I'm gonna send you if you can explain. Uh, copy image address. Here we go. I just want to know why this. Clefairy is about to get double teamed by two balls. Why? Are, why are two balls happening at once here? Oh, <laughs> you're gonna get double get, get double dick down. Because <laughs> I'm just seeing like one, like you know, Pokemon Go, like you flick it, you throw a yeah. ball, but there's mm-hmm. two balls coming at this Clefairy from both sides. So there's two because you can play Pokemon Let's Go with two people. Oh shit! And so you can have like two trainers and do like two on two battles and stuff, and like catch Pokemon together. It's cute. <laughs> Fucking double team that double double team that Clefairy. Oh boy, get oh, it, boy. Mm-hmm. That game comes out on Friday. Yeah, that's uh, that's so it's weird. I've been in this place where I'm like I'm playing back catalog stuff, right? And there's all these games that are out, and I'm just like, what if I never acknowledge that they're even a thing? I mean, that's a great way to save money. Like, but I did, but I still like. I just ordered Red Dead because I found like oh. there was a good deal, it was like ten bucks off that I found. So I was like, I'll order Red Dead. I guess because nice. I want to try it at some point at least. Yeah, um, um, I'm. Uh, you can try that game. I definitely will not be. I just want to enjoy can't... a horse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can definitely do that. You can enjoy a horse playing the horse simulator game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barbie's Barbie's horse simulator. Isn't there like a Barbie's horse game on the PlayStation? Oh God, yeah. There's a Barbie horse game on every. Every platform. On, every, on everything. Yeah, you can't escape even, it. Even on your N-Gage. <laughs> Are you side-talking? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. I just. I was surprised. But yeah, Pokemon Let's Go is coming out too soon. Supposedly the new Hitman game is real good, which is... There's just a lot. There's too much. Too many games. I want to buy Tetris Effect, but that game's $40. Oh, no. I and mean, like, I, love, I love Tetris just as much as the next person, but... 40 doll hairs. And I've, I think it's like, I've heard it's worth it. Yeah. Like, I've heard it's real good. And it's I worth watched, it. I watched some videos from it and I'm like, oh, this like, um, music that's like, uh, persistent with what, like, buttons you're pressing and every action that you do, the music like changes and shifts. Yeah. Which it's really cool. Which but... is cool because like everyone's freaking out about it, which it is like really cool. But that's been a thing since like Luminous. I'm just going to be real. Right, right. Like, which is like doesn't make make it worse. It's the same person. It's it's Mizuguchi, I think. But like, I don't know. I still want it real bad. But I was like, oh, I feel like, I feel like this should be like a thirty dollar game. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. But it looks cool from what I've seen. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to play it. It's definitely like I kind of miss having a nice like put me in Zen mode, sleepy time game. Mm-hmm. That's what Pokemon Let's Go is going to be for me. It's going to be like my little like bedtime game because it's like super relaxing and like it's not as stressful as a mainland Pokemon game, mm-hmm. which we will get next year. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to that because Yellow is my favorite of Gen One, and Let's Go is a remake of Pokemon Yellow. So I'm. Very excited about that because I fucking love me some Pikachu very much. Mm. TJ, it's so hard to save money with all these games coming out. It's true. All these games coming out, all these shoes that I want. Yeah. Um, what, what shoes are you looking at? What do you, what do you, what do you want? Oh, I, well, it's, we're back to shoe talk. Um, I was looking at some up-tempos, mm-hmm. but also uh, Nike has a bunch of their Air Force 270s on sale. And the mm. 270s are dope. Um, so that black and white. Uh, colorway is actually quite rad. <gasps> oh, I love these. Right? This oh, those are good. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. These silver, teal, and w- black and white ones. Uh-huh. Oh, bitch. Yeah, I know. Uh, those are really good. Oh, and bitch, and they have them in my size, too. Mm-hmm. <gasps> the gray and orange ones that look like a fucking Gatorade bottle, like gray and oh, orange yeah. and green, are also kind of good. Those are kind of good, too. Um... But yeah, no. So another site was like, "Yo, we have the air up tempos on sale for under hundred bucks," and I was like, "Oh, fuck, bitch, fuck. the fucking you know that like super iconic um, like plastic cup that's like the markers, uh-huh. the zigzaggy markers that are like teal and purple and white and black. Mm-hmm. Th- those those colorways of the Nike Air Force two seventies are real good. Yeah, no, they're the two seventies are a good looking shoe. I have not worn them. I don't know how comfy they are, but they are." A good-looking shoe. Oh, yikes. I kind of want a pair. Um, let me not. I'm... I know. I know. I've been like, <laughs> the moment we got talking, I was like, hey, that Akira box set's on sale. Also, these shoes. And I'm like, we got to stop. I have yeah, to we, stop. Yeah, we can't. We can. we, we, we've got to stop but each I want other that from Akira spending all the money. So bad. But, I mean, it's hard. It's a hardcover box set. I know, and it's gorgeous. Mm. Consumerism, be damned. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, capitalism. Uh, we're feeding uh, into the cycle. Feeding into the cycle. We're part of the problem. Uh. Um, DJ, what you been playing? What you been up to? Uh, I've been, you know, things. Well, well, okay, you know. (laughs) That's you. Um, you I've been playing some Overwatch. Um, my god! Now that I've gotten over like a major, major uh, deadline um, for like the big deadline I had was getting all my Dream Daddy shit done. Oh, so now that that's over. Um, I'm just now just only working on Black Mage until the foreseeable future. So I actually that means I actually have time to take a break and play a video game. Mm. So I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch, getting back into that. Um, I've been playing Soul Calibur VI off and on. It's really fun. It's really cute. It's a really pretty game. Have you really, made really a, a great character yet? No, because like I feel like the, the character customization options are really limited in this. Oh, okay. And even when you play through the story modes in the game, you don't get more pieces. Like, what was really cool about Tekken 7 is that there is a mode called Treasure Battle, which everything that you do, every match that you win, you get a randomized box of customizable options Mm -hmm. from every match that you play in. But there's nothing like that in Soul Calibur VI. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's in there is for these characters that are paid DLC, you get pieces of their costume for the customization options in the game. So when 2B comes out, you get some uh, 
some uh, customizable outfits that are from uh, from Nier, which is cool, but I wish there was more stuff. But other than that, the game is really fun. It's really fun. It's really easy to pick up and play, which is what I really like about it. And yeah, it's really flashy and fun and, and cute. So I've been playing that. And then whenever I have some time, I've been uh, digging into Pokemon Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Tournament DX, which is like the Switch version of Pokemon yeah, Tournament. picking that back up. Yeah, I started playing it again just because I think it's really fun, and I like I, I like that game a lot. It's got really good music. It's a really fun game. It's got it's that's a real good game, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I've been enjoying that. And other than that, uh, always Sailor Moon drops forever. Sailor Moon drops. I gotta start playing again. I that was like the last like. My when I definitely moved over to my Pixel, like the last thing I knew that was like it was getting my code from the my iPhone from, from iOS, yeah, and moving it to my my Pixel because I was like, mm. oh, once you do this, you can't have it on your other phone. And I was like, this is it. So is it, you're committing to the Pixel much since I moved it over though. What color Pixel did you get? It's a white one. Mm-hmm. The white oh, one's great okay. with the little mint button. Mm-hmm. That mint button is cute. Mint button's cute. I for sure would have gotten the not pink. One. The not pink is really cute. It's good. It's, it's so, so subtle. Good. It's like really nice, really cute. Mm-hmm. So pastel. It's almost it's almost the color of your uh of your sweater. Is your sweater pink? Yeah, it's almost like um it's almost like a like really desaturated like mauve. Like a, might yeah, it's be? like it's like a taupe almost. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's cute. Yeah, it Thank looks you. like that. It looks like that and it's yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Is it mauve? Mauve? How do you say it? Mauve? Mauve. 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 Yeah, there's no W in there. Yeah. I mean, there's no W sound, at least. There's not a W. Yeah, mauve. Mauve. <laughs> okay, mauve. Um, Whatever, mauve. I did re-download Fire Emblem Heroes, which I don't know if I'll play. I was That's just like, a real good game, though. I just wanted... I it's want like good. a good. I want Disgaea on my phone. That's what I want. Ooh, that would be good on mobile. They've been talking about doing it for a while. Supposedly, it's like they're working on it. But I'm like, please just make a Disgaea game on mobile for me. They should just port, do that. Just port one. I'll spend fifteen bucks on a port of Disgaea mm-hmm. on phone. I don't need it to be a fucking gotcha game. Just like let right. me play Disgaea on my phone. Oh, but it will be a gotcha game. It will be, of course. Absolutely. That's how it works. Um, it's true. Yeah, I've been, I've I've been playing. Um, I beat Symphony of the Night. I've been mm-hmm. doing a, a thing lately because I've been going through some back catalog stuff, like things yep. where it's like stuff I really wanted to beat, but for whatever reason, when I initially played them, I like picked them up and then didn't finish them. Right. So now we talked a little bit last time. Like, I think like I played the first half of Symphony of the Night forever ago mm-hmm. and never really played through the Upside Down Castle stuff. Yeah. So what I did because I. Uh, don't have as much time these days is I just found a good uh, walkthrough and I was like cool I want to make sure that I don't fuck up like you have to do stuff to get to the upside down castle so I was like I want to make sure I don't fuck it up and also kind of do this as quick as possible and so I'm just going to read this walkthrough as I play and totally find that as a way that was like enjoyable completely yeah and just as an aside like there is absolutely nothing wrong with playing a game with a guide especially as adults, as mm-hmm. like working adults that have like responsibilities yes. and relationships and have very limited amount, amounts of time. So it's like I want to be in, engaged with the content and until 
we are paid exclusively to make the show to really talk <laughs> about games. Uh-huh. Um, we need, you, you know, we need to like break out that time and use it as effectively as possible. So I think using a guide to help you get through a game is really good. Like, well, it's just it for me, it's sense. such a time saver. And like, some yeah. of the night, even with a guide, still took like ten hours. Right. Um, and like, and it depends on the game, right? So mm-hmm. I just mentioned ordering um, Red Dead. Like, I'm not going to use a guide for a game like Red Dead because right. it's just a game I want to like go and explore and sure there's stuff that you will miss content wise in a game that's an open world game that big but for the most part those games have like quest markers or you have a quest journal so you can see right. stuff to go do stuff like castlevania that doesn't tell you shit like yeah. um that's like playing bloodborne right now like i know that bloodborne has a uh i know that bloodborne has a like true final end game boss but you need to mm-hmm. do some shit throughout the game to get it and right. i want to get that so i want to make sure i don't miss it um also like i feel like the guide for me isn't about making that game easier because that game is very hard mm-hmm. but it certainly is about making that game less um well i guess i'll talk about bloodborne and for a minute in general yeah. what's yeah. so what i love so much about that game is that like and the Souls game, to an extent, though the Souls game are so defense oriented, and Bloodborne is more offense oriented. Mm-hmm. Even though you still have to be like very, very careful and very methodical, because like right. things will kill you in a heartbeat in that game. Yeah. Um, but like playing it, it is those games are such a spiritual a spiritual successor to like the Metroidvania yeah. genre mm-hmm. um, in such a weird way because it's not like you unlock new abilities but you do just like level up over time and Mm -hmm. you can get new weapons but it's not like what's interesting about bloodborne is like none of the weapons are really better than the other weapons like honestly the weapon you start the game with is like probably the best one if you're not going for a specific type of build yeah like the variance of items in bloodborne is really all about how you want to play Mm -hmm. not about like what's the best weapon there's certainly like some weapons are are not quite as good as others but for the most part it's just like, how do you want to fight? Um, yeah, I look at that and I kind of think of something like Monster Hunter as well, to where you yes, know, you can you yeah. can definitely like craft better versions of the weapon type that you have chosen. But so much about like a Monster Hunter game is about finding that weapon that clicks for you and kind of sticking with that, and then just enhancing the weapon that you have and based on your play style, then changing it up from there. So that's really cool that you made, but that that's a good parallel, and I like that. There's, it's honestly, it's it, it interesting to me, even though I don't think people, for the most part, compare those two genres, like Monster Hunter to mm-hmm. a Souls or Bloodborne game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, like, so much about Bloodborne reminds me of Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like, it's a very animation priority combat mm-hmm. system. Um uh bosses and monsters are extremely difficult to fight. Yeah. Um, much like a lot of stuff in Monster Hunter. Right. Um it's not as like a co- like upgrade systems are like not nearly as complicated and there's not as much to do that's like um not much as much to uh like tailor to yourself specifically. Right, right. But so much it just feels very similar to me. And that sort of like slower plotting way of of gameplay that monster hunter has um but the thing that really makes it feel like metroidvania to me is the maps like mm-hmm. each one of those games bloodborne and, and dark souls um uh, souls series games the maps all like kind of are stacked on each other and like pretzel in and loop in on each other yeah in such yeah. a cool way where it's like you're in one area and like i'll be in an area that's like three or four areas away and then find this thing that loops back 
to the beginning area. Like, mm-hmm. there's, you're constantly, within areas, you're constantly, like, getting to new shortcuts to help you get back to your earlier areas faster. Mm-hmm. And then realizing, like, oh, wait, this is a shortcut, like, to a completely an area I was in 10 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, it's just really beautifully designed. Like the oh, map, yeah. the actual, if you could just pull out and look at the map of how those games are set up. Um, I actually have a friend who's a graphic designer who made a print that was one of the Dark Souls games. That was this yeah. really cool, like hyper simplified um, sort of artistic extrapolation of like the entire map, like flow. Yeah. Um, that's just really rad. Uh, so I'm really, really enjoying it. I love that that game goes from, like, really gothic horror stuff and then slowly gets into, like, cosmic horror mm-hmm. stuff. Um, sort of like Lovecraft, you know, with all, all the racist bullshit. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just, it's just really good. And that game is, like, that game, parts of that game look rough. Like, the character models look really bad, like, when you create your oh, character. Oh, yeah. Like, I, that, I feel like that's almost at this point kind of a trademark of like both the souls and yes. the um dark and uh, bloodborne games is that mm-hmm. your character at least in the face is gonna look super fucking busted yes but since you never since like it's not that game isn't narrative driven in the way that like um that like a game that allows like um what am i trying to think of like uh, like Mass Effect to where like you yes. it's very important that you see your character's face and no you never like you stuff. almost never, never like, you, see there's never there's never really a situation where you like see your player character's face and even then I wouldn't even want to because it is it's busted haggard it, it is it's busted it, yeah it's pretty it's pretty busted but I also think that's kind of like now like a stylistic choice for those games <laughs> well what's is, crazy so that, that game came out in like 2015 so that game's over yeah. three years old now mm-hmm. um and. The art direction in that game and the environments, like, the art direction is so incredibly strong. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And the environments are so, like, like crafted. Mm-hmm. I think I'm used to so many games, especially games now, that either they feel really sparse mm-hmm. or they feel like it's all proc gen. Right. Um, right. Or, like, procedural generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bloodborne feels like every bit of every area it's just like someone went went in there yeah. with their hands. Like and it's like crafted it. it. It's crafted with intent. Yeah. So I yeah no I I totally agree with you because I was kind of thinking that as you were speaking I was thinking about how in those games I do absolutely see the kind of Metroidvania kind of feel that you're talking about because even in those games all those maps and routes that you can go to are also lovingly crafted and created with such intent. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is that like. You could say to a degree there's that they're kind of linear because there's only but like so many directions that you can go. Sure, yeah. But I think what the magic is of like the Metroidvania genre in and of itself is that while it's you can kind of go on a very linear path, there's so many opportunities for exploration and to be like, what's that little thing over there? And mm-hmm. to kind of go and explore and then it leads you to another pathway that leads you to this whole different area. Which I think to be able to create that, to create something like that, is an impeccable skill set to have. It is. It, it's also, I think, a thing that we're not seeing in games as much anymore. Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely not. Like, because, because like, the, like, the 3D action brawler or the character platformer, um, like, in 3D, that those genres just aren't things right now. Like, mm-hmm. they're not, 
we'll get we'll get that with like DMC. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything, but like character games are just not there's like no new ones at all. It's yeah. just so rare that you see games right now. I think 3D games mm-hmm. where like level design is like really, really important. As opposed to yeah. just like you know, even like God of War. Right. That game's really beautiful, but the there's not I wouldn't you're not struck by like level design. Right. And, like when I when like in the bit that I've played of like the new um of the new God of War, it's very character focused, which yes. that is what you're there to look at. And yes. it's clear that that is a priority because I mean look at even how the game is consistently just one shot. That game never cuts away mm-hmm. to anything from a cinematography standpoint. And it's very much focused on Kratos and um, and his son. It's very much focused on that. And while that's beautiful, and even the environments are really pretty in that game, but I'm not, like, stricken with, like, oh, my God, this is, like, incredible environment design. They're not They're not bad by any stretch, but, like... You're really there to look at like all of like the like the gods that you're fighting and all like the the enemies and the demons and all the creatures and stuff, and less focus on the environments, even though they still are very good. Um, I I feel like a game maybe like um, the only game that I can think of that's like open worldy that feels like lovingly crafted and designed is Red Dead. Red Dead 2 is the mm-hmm. one that, that comes to mind, but that also comes at the cost of bad labor practices. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, yeah. But like at least like the end result looks beautiful, but it's like, I hope these people that made this lovingly crafted world are like taking care of themselves. I think there's aspects of Breath of the Wild. But again, that's a game where it's like, I think you have areas in Breath of the Wild that feel right. that way. Yeah, there are, and there then, are definite set pieces that are like, like this is what you're here to look at. Everything else is kind of like the pathway to get there. And obviously, like, the dungeon, all the dungeon yeah. stuff is like, cool, right. this is like level design. But yeah. Breath of the Wild is like such a big area, and there's so much space um, that like, there is sort of a nice, like, purposely, I think, a sort of serene emptiness to some degree. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. like... The farther I get into Bloodborne, the more that game feels claustrophobic, which is right. really cool. Which yeah. is like it's very intentional. Yeah, um, it's just good. It's just a good ass game, and it's like you can get it for like fifteen bucks usually. So mm-hmm. if you were if you're curious about getting into the Souls style games, Bloodborne is probably the most approachable, in my opinion. I I would agree with that. Um, combat is faster than the Dark Souls series, and mm-hmm. there's mechanics that encourage you to be a little bit more on the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Souls 3 is fast, but not as fast as Bloodborne. Um, but, like, Dark Souls 1 and 2 and Demon Souls are, like, brutal. Those games are so tough. Uh, but it's so good. What is that that um, that feudal Japan ninja game that's coming out? Is that Ghost of Tsushima, or is that... what's That's no, Sekiro. Think... Hmm? That's Sekiro. Sekiro, Sekiro, Sekiro. is... And that, and that is from the same team. That's, that's from, from software, software, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Sekiro's kind of, like, everyone thought it was going to be a second Bloodborne. Yeah. Or was hoping it would be a second Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's... I'm kind of... I'm, I'm interested to see them do something different again. I would have loved another, another Bloodborne, because that yeah. world is so, like, it, that's up a cool my world. fucking goth alley. Um, <laughs> but Sekiro looks really, really cool. Yeah, I'm really interested in that, just because I like... One, I really like the the place that it, that it's set in. I love that and i fucking love like ninjas and samurais and all that shit so 
I'm really interested in that. And I do think that, at least from this, the short videos that I've seen of that game, of that demoed area that they were showing around E3, um, combat looks a lot faster, and it kind of gives me, like, Tenchu vibes. Yes. And, a, and like a, with, like, a splash of Onimusha. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, really interested in that. So I'm, I'm curious to see more from that game. Yeah, there's, like, a good, like, 30 minutes or so of gameplay online, and it's... Mm-hmm. I would say it definitely looks like... It looks faster than Bloodborne, but it also yeah. looks like these systems in it are very, like, different. Like, yeah. it looks like there's a pretty intense, like, block and parry system in it. Yes. Um, yeah. Which Bloodborne has a counter system in it um, to help you play a little bit more aggressive. Um, but yeah, no, Sekiro, looked, I'm really excited about it because yeah, cool. I love those games. Um, DJ, oh yeah, so what, what are you watching? Are you watching anything good? Um... I'm watching some things. Um, some of them good. Some of them okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, the one that's okay is uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I finished it. Uh-huh. Man. Is it done or is it just like there's no more manga, so this is it? Oh, um, I don't know narratively where it is where it is in relationship to the manga that it's based on. Mm-hmm. But, man, like when when that show isn't doing its shitty fan service stuff. It's really good. Yeah. It's really fucking good. It's a really solid shonen anime until it gets to the fucking dumb, like, fan service parts. And it's bad. Like, it's so egregious. And they linger on that shit for far too long. The scenes where fucking Meliodas is, like, literally fondling Elizabeth's boobs for, like a whole scene that's supposed to be serious, but then it's not. Like, you know how, like, there's been those critiques of, like, the, um, of, like, the Marvel movies where it's, like, serious, serious, serious joke. Serious, serious, yeah. serious, serious, serious joke. Uh-huh. It's, like, there's that kind of pace with, um, with, uh, Seven Deadly Sins to where it's, like, serious, serious boobs. <laughs> boobs, boobs, boobs. Serious, serious boobs, boobs, boobs. And it's like every time that he does it, I just, I, I just feel myself wanting to just like jump outside of my own fucking body and wanting to jump through the fucking television and just like, ugh, like I, I hate it. I hate those parts of that show. When it's not doing that, man, it's cool. I really like it. I love the art. It has kind of like an old school vibe in the way that the characters are drawn. It looks like Toriyama for sure to me. Yeah, like it looks like that. Um, looks like that artist is heavily influenced by Toriyama, mm-hmm. but still, but like softer shapes, which yes. I really like. Um, like the 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 anatomy and the proportions of the characters are really interesting. I mm-hmm. like that they play with like weird anatomy with some of the men. And then, of course, all all the women have to be hot. So, like, all of them are are fucking like they're all titty small, monsters. Titty monsters, like big titties and small waists, and like uh-huh. barely their like pants and thongs and skirts and things. Um, but when the show is not being shitty about women, it's good. So I wouldn't recommend Seven Deadly Sins unless you've watched a lot of anime. And if you're like predisposed to that stuff, then I would say watch it because there's a lot that's good there but if you're kind of like a casual anime person that like has watched My Hero Academia and wants to watch something else I wouldn't recommend it too much fan too service much, too much fan service it's bad um, and I started watching more of Castlevania 
And I didn't realize that the first season was only five episodes. Like, yeah, I, it's really short. Yeah, like I start, I started watching it, and then I'm like, "What is this recap episode?" And I'm like, "Oh, this is season two, episode one." Mm-hmm. Got it. I need to finish um, season two. I'm like two episodes into it. Yeah, like, and we talked about this briefly last time. Like, when that show wants to look really good, it looks really good. There are those, some... those fight scenes are incredible. Yeah, there's some fight scenes in season two that I've seen just because people posted them, and they are like out of control good. Like they're they're so well it's done. Dumb how good that stuff is that's in there. Um, but otherwise, it looks it looks fine. Like there are things where I'm like, eh, that kind of, those faces are kind of weird in some places, but um, for the most part, I really like I really enjoyed it. It's very bloody and it's very gory. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that a lot. But other than that, yeah, and I started watching, um, Parks and Rec, like, because I've watched episodes, like, here and there, and I've never watched, like, a whole season of it, like, start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I started from season one, because I usually have something on while I'm working. And, God, that show is so funny. And that's where we had kind of chubby Chris Pratt. And, like, kind of, like, husky Chris Pratt is, like, my favorite Chris Pratt. I mean, cute. he looks amazing in in Guardians of the Galaxy. His thighs are incredible in, um, in those fucking skinny-ass jeans that he wears in uh, Jurassic World. But, like, kind of, like, husky Chris Pratt is, like, perfect. Like, it's so good. He's really, that. really fucking funny. That big show. boy. Oh my god. So, okay. What I did, so I didn't watch the episode, um, but I do think this is, in, like, especially for our podcast, interesting mm-hmm. to talk about. Oh, by the way, are you done talking about, not, not that you're talking about too long, but I just want to make sure, are, are you done with your, your, what am I watching? I am. I'm done. I'm okay. so done. Um, yeah. Castlevania, to circle back to that. Mm-hmm. It's, I love, they're all three of them are disaster gays, and I love them. <laughs> like, Trevor, Alucard, and Sypha are all just like, they're such a good OT3. It is such mm-hmm. a good, like, combination of personalities. Um, and it does it does have that sort of, like, Naruto TM7 oh, yeah. dynamic in a lot it, of ways. It definitely does. Um, also, just, like, Saifa is... I love her. I love her so much. Oh, she's great. She's... And she, I, what I love about that show is that Saifa is never... Like, she never gets backseated. She never, never is, like... Never. Oh, the boys are fighting. I'm just gonna do support. Like... She's a badass fighter. She's casting spells. She's, like, in the thick of it with them and, like, right. killing shit. Um, and, like, certainly there's differences. Alucard is, like, obviously far more powerful than everyone else. Oh, right, right. Um, but, uh, and, th- and they fight differently based on, like, what their skills are. But it's just cool that, like, Saifa's not just, like, well, let me read this book and tell you what the weak spot is, you know? It's, right. like, exactly. she's in there and she's fighting and it's great. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is I haven't watched the episode yet. I've been watching, um, I've been watching the most recent season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Which is like a comedy show I love that definitely like consistently rides that line of like problematic for sure. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. And always has. And I think it's like, if you go back to older, it's, they're at, somehow they're at 13 seasons at this wow, point. Wow, that's crazy. And if you go back to older stuff, absolutely there's stuff where it's like, holy shit. Um, I think for the most part, they always did a good job of when they would delve into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Doing a good job of like making sure you knew where they were coming from and what they were saying about it. Mm-hmm. Um, though there definitely, I think, were some like edgier misfires early on. Oh, right, right. So a thing that's been going on in that show for the past couple seasons is um, 
Mac in it, uh, who's the dark haired one. Yeah. He's like the, like, yeah, with the, which I don't have how much It's Always Sunny you've watched. He was the one that, like, got chubby for a couple of seasons, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so what was great is that, like, him getting chubby was never, like, it was never a fat joke in the show. Right. From what I remember watching, it was just, they just thought it would be funny. Like, you tend to see on sitcoms, once they get big, actors, like, suddenly lose all this weight. And yeah. so he was like, what if I go the opposite direction and I just, like, gain a bunch of weight? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny because in real life, um, Rob M- McKellen, McKellany, McKellen, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, yeah. uh, he, uh, oh, I don't know how you pronounce that, Rob McElhenney, I guess, Irish names, um, he uh, he is a huge health nut. So he was already like in really good shape, and he was like, "I guess I'm gonna put on like 60 pounds and just eat like way too much salad," which is basically what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they dealt with him like for a season or more, being larger and just completely being unaware of his own body, um, but never really playing up. I don't think like for the most part playing it up for to me at least, it was never like fat shaming, like, 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 like a shitty fat joke, yeah. Yeah, and they might have at some point dipped into that, but I don't remember from the seasons I watched. And and another thing with that character, uh, more pertinent to this conversation, is a season or a couple seasons ago, uh, he realizes that he's gay, which Mac has always been so like yeah hyper hetero, mm-hmm. and so he realizes he's gay, but he's also like a very religious like his character canonically is super Christian. Yeah, um, so he's like always like dealt with that being a hard thing back and forth. Mm-hmm. So what was interesting. For this season, he got jacked, like crazy jacked, like mm-hmm. way more jacked than he's ever been, like normally. Um, he looks crazy, uh, and people were like, "Oh, like what a cool inspiration!" And he made a great Instagram post where he's like, "Yeah, it's it's not a big deal. I don't know why no one else does this. It just you just have to like uh, sleep at least nine hours every night, um, go to the gym for like four hours a day, uh, never drink alcohol." Never like he just like went through this list of why it's so unrealistic and why right. it's awful to do to his body what he was doing for this like long term joke that he's running. Mm-hmm. The season finale of It's Always Sunny. I haven't watched the whole episode yet, but I guess Danny DeVito's character Frank is like having a hard time understanding like why Mac is gay or mm-hmm. like what that even means. Um, Mac's father canonically has been like in and out of jail. So what they did is that the end of that episode. Uh, Mac decides that he's going to do this, like, interpretive, like, beautiful, like, modern, not interpretive even, but, like, beautiful modern dance performance mm-hmm. with with a partner at the penitentiary in front of, like, all of the inmates and his father, like, oh, wow. as to come out to his father to oh, be wow. like, Dad, I'm gay, and, like, I want to show you, like, what this, like, how I'm feeling what this is. Mm-hmm. They do this, be- I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful choreographed, like, five-minute dancing that is shot like on this like black void of a stage it's completely mm-hmm. like outside of sort of the reality that the show set up and it's not played for laughs it's yeah. all just like so earnest it's like, and it's, it's like, so, yeah, so beautiful like, it's done with purpose and intent that's awesome and it's so cool and it's great like max dad leaves like a minute into it mm-hmm. and like you see like it affect his character and it crushes him but you see frank's character like getting it and all the inmates are like their eyes are rolling up. It is genuinely really pretty. Wow, that's um, awesome. Like, it's making me tear up talking about it, because it's so yeah. pretty and so well done. Yeah. So a show that's always been just, like, so dumb and about awful, awful people. Yeah. To just be like, hey, we want to, like, have a... We want to, like, try making this interesting emotional moment for this character. Yeah. And doing it in this really pretty way. 
and not joke it out whatsoever. I'll send you the link for the scene so you can watch it later. I want to want I want to watch it. It is fucking. It is. It is gorgeous. Like it is just an absolutely. I'll just send you the the, this article. That's a vulture uh, article has a link to it. Please, it is just. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm down. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. The show. Um, Let's see. Are you watching anything else, or is that pretty much it? No, I haven't really been watching, like. The girls in my house have all been playing Dragon Quest Builders a lot, mm-hmm. so I guess I've been watching Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah. Um, but but besides that, I don't think I've really been watching much of anything. Nice. Okay, well, with that, let's take a short break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about all of the latest and greatest in games and all that bullshit. Okay. Let's see. And we're back, and we're talking about shit that's happening in the world of the things that we talk about on this show. Like games and Mm -hmm. anime and... Queerness. Queer shit. (laughs) But um, here's something that's not gay. The Game Awards. Oh. (laughs) So I have this weird relationship with that show. Mm -hmm. I feel like every time the Game Awards rolls around every year... It's, like, very, like, hetero mask, like, this is video games, sponsored by Schick. Shave your face, nerds. And, like, the Schick thing, like, the Schick, like, razor, like, transforms into, like, a fucking shitty Gundam. And then it, like, (laughs) blasts off on the fucking screen. Mm -hmm. Like, because, like, last year they had, like, a Schick, like, the Schick man, like, transformer robot. And they had, like, a Schick for women one that transformed to, like, a titty robot. (laughs) Like, which was really (laughs) fucking weird. This razor has titties. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, because it's, like, it's, like, when they always do, like, the most influential gamer award, it's Mm -hmm. always, like, a bunch of, like, awful dudes on Twitch. Oh, my God, yeah. It's, like, a bunch of awful dudes on Twitch plus Greg Miller. And then, like... Not saying that Greg Miller is a bad person because he's not. I think he's like probably like the, like the nicest and sweetest person that are that's like in the game space. That's like a straight white dude that's loud. Like mm-hmm. the kind of funny boys are like good boys. So um, that's like not to shade him or whatever, but just like I would love to see more like women and like people of color and queer folk like in these kind of categories, but. Whatever. Um, so that's happening. But what they're saying about the Game Awards this year, which happens on December 6th, which is the day before Smash comes out, because mm-hmm. no one's going to be paying attention to that shit once uh, Smash Brothers drops the next day. Um, they're saying <laughs> that this year is like the biggest lineup of game reveals that they're going to be doing at that. So if anything, the Game Awards is a great thing to watch just to see what shit they announce. Oh, it's like it's like watching like E3 coverage at this point. Oh, yeah. It's also like, to me... It's. I think that they're doing a better job year after year. I think they're doing a better job oh, yeah. at least like legitimizing it as an award show. Yeah, they're getting and better. And it not being as cringy as it used to be, though it still is frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is just it's just like a three hour long like commercial for new games coming out. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to see what's um, what's happening because I know that last year that's where they announced that Bayonetta three was happening. Mm-hmm. So I will be interested to see like what surprises are in store. 
Um, it should be pretty. It should be pretty interesting. So I'll definitely be live tweeting that when that uh, when that rolls around. Yeah, I'll probably be doing that with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sure this this message comes from Jeff Keeley. It's from his Twitter. It says, "On December sixth, the Game Awards will stream live on a record forty global video platforms. With our biggest lineup yet in terms of new game announcements, it's going to be a very exciting night filled with surprises and celebration. Worlds will change. Will you? Dun dun dun. Oh my god, I hate it. Oh my god." So stupid. So it looks like it's airing. The Game Awards takes place on December 6, 2018 at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And December 7th at 1.30 a.m. G General Mountain Time, I guess is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so. 10.30 a.m. Or at, Greenwich Mean Time. I don't know. It's one of those two. Yeah, whatever. And then like 10.30 a.m. For, like, for those in the U.K. and Japan. So that'll be interesting. Uh... I just think it's funny. Okay, so A, him saying in his tweet, if you look, worlds will change, will you, is all in caps, which makes me think that that's a hint to oh, something. Oh, yeah, that's a hint at something for sure. Like, he's teasing something. Yep. Um, B, worlds ain't got to change unless fucking, like, Gritty busts up on stage, decries capitalism, and then, like, leads the entire audience in a fucking riot, <laughs> like, yeah. down the street for, like proper rights for people that's, yeah. that'll change unless he's like let's pokemon go to the polls oh my god i don't think me. that's gonna change god damn no i just want gritty to come in fucking with torches and be like hey guys let's let's destroy <laughs> let's this, burn this shit to the ground let's let's burn it all to the fucking ground fuck capitalism god god yeah. if they if they will just make a, a, an award for red dead redemption like most most lives destroyed by overtime. Right. Something like that. Yeah. You know they want to talk about labor shit though. And the thing is and the thing is here's here's the thing. I'm sure Red Dead is probably getting more not more shit than they deserve. Red Dead's probably getting an unfair I don't even know that's not the word. That's not the word either. A lot of game devs do it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like Crunch isn't like, exclusive to Rockstar games. It's rampant in the industry. Yeah. I'm sure the uh problems at Rockstar were exacerbated and probably worse than some other places for sure. Oh, sure. Like, I honestly think that had um, had that interview not ca- that come out that said that, yeah, some of us are working 100-hour weeks, yes. then no one, this conversation wouldn't have been as, I don't want to say overblown, but it wouldn't have been as much media attention on it as it does. Because when you say shit like that and you're like, you're literally putting it out like on Front Street for everyone to read and see and hear and have an opinion on. It's like, yikes! Yeah, you're just really putting it out there in the open that these people probably don't have personal lives because of developing all these little beautiful things in this game. We just need to make there needs to be, and I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But uh, well, you know, if if unionization happened across the game industry, it would help at least. But there just needs to be new standards for how we make video games Mm -hmm. because it's not it's like nothing else like yeah you look at movies which is ostensibly uh at least from the angle of like the product that it creates the most similar thing right for the most part movies are made with the same tools they've been made for for the last at least however many years there's new technology that comes out all the time to make stuff easier but for the most part making a movie is making a movie and it's pretty set how you do it Mm mm-hmm most movies only shoot for a month. 
if it's a blockbuster, it might shoot for three months. You yeah. might have another month of pickup. Mm-hmm. But that's only like th- a, a third, a fourth of someone's year. Right. That they're working on that thing. Or, you know, if you're post-production, maybe it's longer. Right. But whatever it is, like maybe a year. You look at video games. You can work on a video game on one game for seven years. Yeah. That's a long time to be at a company. Mm-hmm. And then these people don't get put in the credits, or they get put under special things, as opposed to, like, whatever job they actually did, because they weren't there. They weren't at the company when that game shipped. Yeah, and, like, um, and God, like, could you imagine, like, spending two, three, four years out of your life working on a game, a game that still hasn't shipped yet, and then the game ships, like, two or three years later, and yeah. all of that work that you did, you don't even get any credit for it, because you're not there when the game ships no, like you're and not in the credit. You have to like, you have to make sure that when you talk to get your, your, to someone about your new job, you can't show them the stuff you're working on because you're under NDA for it. Right. So you can't be like, hey, this is a thing I just did that's amazing and it's going to be in a huge game. Yeah, like and you, you wait that game comes out. You can't put it in your portfolio, and then when mm-hmm. the game comes out, it's like I worked on Red Dead Redemption for four or five years, but because I left six months before the game shift because it was literally destroying my quality of life. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't get any credit for that. That's yeah. horrible. It's and like I understand that in the game industry, because people understand that's how it works. Once games are out, you can definitely then be like, okay, cool. Here's the stuff I worked on for this game. I'm not in the credits, obviously, because that's how this shit works. But it's like, also, video games taking that long to make. The technology moves so fast for video games, at least from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Like. You have all oh, you have games where it's like like Mass Effect Andromeda, which from all accounts sounds like that game was made and remade a couple times mm-hmm. in the span of that development, and then was basically scrapped and made new like in the last year before it came out. Yeah, like that stuff happens all the time. Games have terrible project management, mm-hmm. like. All of these things that they talk about with games where it's like, well, you, you can't make these games without crunch or you can't do these things. What it belies to me is like bad project management. Mm-hmm. But I also can't say it's that simple because it's like bad project management combined with publishers being like, we have to have this game out by this date because we have to have our investors feel happy mm-hmm. when we have our earnings call and say we're going to have this game out before this financial quarter is over. Right. Um, and it's also, hey, we're making this game, but we were making it in this old engine. We have to make it in this new engine. So we have to really just rebuild everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all of these things. Oh, um, we are we got halfway through making this game. It's mostly done, but uh, the publisher wants it now to be an always online game. Um, or we need to add a multiplayer thing so that we can mm-hmm. have uh, we can have revenue stream mm-hmm. past launch. And it's just all these things that make the development. It's it's. It's. I feel like we haven't learned how to do it effectively yet. Right. And until we do, we're gonna keep having these problems. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's. I'm just. I'm just waiting. I'm just like waiting for us to figure out. And I think unions will like really, really help that because. Yeah. Games will just not ship. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> games just ship won't ship, or people are gonna get paid very handsomely for overtime for them. Yeah. Something. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, worlds will worlds change, <laughs> Jeff Kiley? We, we'll see, Jeff Keeley. We will see December 6th. Uh, I'm sure we'll change. see new uh, uh, Death Stranding stuff. I think there's been new Death Stranding at like every Game Awards. So Okay, so that award show better be fucking over. 
by 9 p.m. Why? Because that's when Smash Ultimate will be live. Oh, is it? No, it won't be over by 9 p.m. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, okay, well, maybe 9 p.m. My time. Your time. Yeah, it's probably going to be a three hours, so it'll probably be done by like 8.30 be, or, or it, 9. It better be fucking over. Not for me, though. That thing's going to be on until like 8, 10, <laughs> till midnight, probably. Because that's when Smash will be like it goes live because it'll be oh for me live at midnight eastern eastern time for you midnight which will be 9 p.m for me uh-huh so like that shit better be over because i'm gonna stop because that game is already pre-installed on my switch <laughs> they just gotta press the button reggie has to press the fucking button i just said they have reggie like sitting behind like a big red smash button just like here we go <laughs> it's not me that that nut me it just slaps the nut button yeah, slaps at the Nintendo nut button HQ. And then it makes Smash Brothers public. I'll never, I'll never get to work for Nintendo. I'll go into interview and they'll be like, "Cool, let's let's look at Ruben's stuff." And it's like, "Oh, this one time on a podcast, he said that he said that Reggie had to had to hit the nut button to make Smash come out." <laughs> Which that phrasing makes it even worse. We're never gonna get jobs ever again. Smash that nut button Smash to make it. the Smash come Smash out. It. <laughs> Oh man, I I can't wait. But um, I need to pre-order it because yeah. Gamers Club Unlocked stopped being a thing. Oh, Gamers Club Unlocked was that the Best Buy thing? Uh, yeah, it's not a thing anymore. They stopped it, so oh. I don't get twenty percent off of purchases at Best Buy on new games anymore. Well, so much for being a capital G gamer. I know, not a lowercase G gamer. But I think Amazon sold us like ten dollar pre order bonus or something. Yeah, something, so. something like that. Yeah. Which is almost like twenty percent is like twelve on sixty, so that's almost it. Yeah. Um. So next up, so we talked about briefly that two B is being put into Soul Calibur. Yes. Um. Mm. But uh, now life. they're showing more of the stuff that you get with two B mm-hmm. in the game, which she has uh, an alternate costume color where mm-hmm. she is like a little brown girl. Which yes, I was like, okay. So I did, I couldn't tell, and like no, she definitely is. Like her skin tone is brown. Yeah, yeah, definitely it's brown. Like POC two B. Mm-hmm. Which I'm here for it. It's cute. Two two POC. Yeah, two B. Yeah, two B POC. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's cute. Like I I love that design. Like that is such a good character design. Like, it's a great character design. Now, did you, do you have a question though? Is that it doesn't bother me, but I'm also like. I'm, like, brown, but not, like, that level of brown. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be people that feel that this is a sort of, like, not, like, this is a weird sort of co-opting of representation? Um, of- I don't, it's it's weird for sure that, like, just because she's wearing the, the same costume but in white that they've, like, darkened her skin. Uh-huh. Um, I don't feel a way about it, but I think it might be because I'm, like, starved for any kind of a brown woman being put into anything that's mm-hmm. playable, but... Um, it's it's weird. Like I I personally don't feel a way about it, but I am definitely interested to hear what other people might have to say about that, especially coming from women of color. I would love to hear that to see what their thoughts are on it. But so far for me, I'm I, I don't feel a way about it. But I'll be interested to read any kind of a take on that coming from I, women of color. Um, I'm also trying to remember if there's any WOC Yorha in the game. I don't think so. I don't think any of the Yorha were black yeah, or which, like brown, even which is unfortunate. Um, which like uh, like even if like the, the operator is like girls, I don't know if any of them were. Yeah. Um, which I mean, like yeah, them being 
androids like it's something that could be done like yeah. fiction in fiction would make more sense but yeah, yeah. I, I i understand anyone maybe feeling some ways about it for sure mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah that's something that i thought was neat like i as someone that's playing soul caliber and someone that also likes uh near automata automata onomatopoeia mm-hmm. uh near or far Atos, wherever uh, wherever you are mm-hmm. automata um yeah so i i think it's really cool i like to be a lot i um, i love that game and yeah, i love to be so i only did the a route and i need to go back and do the other ones you haven't you you've like you've pretty much barely, not played the game i've barely played the game um but yeah i need to get back to that as well so i just switched the order of these two because i want to end on a on a happier note um yeah. so at blizzcon which just happened and a bunch of our friends were there which is cool to see them being very excited and cool to be in all that blizzard shit in in all of that there was a new hero announcement, Hero 29 for Overwatch, and it is Ash. And so she was in the McCree animated short, which I was like, wow, like McCree is very hot. Um, I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, very, very hot. Um, it was a cool short. I really liked that short. I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. Um, and so they announced Ash, which is just like Lady McCree, but with a, with a sniper rifle or a shotgun. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I don't know what, what her gun is. Is it a shotgun or if it's a? I I played with her in the PTR for a minute. I popped mm-hmm. on my computer to do it, and yeah, it's like she has, she has she has like a sort of sawed off shotgun as her secondary fire, mm-hmm. which is mainly for if someone's really close to you, it does okay damage. It's major kickback. Also, you can basically rocket jump with it. Yeah. Um, her normal gun though kind of shoots like. From hip fire, it felt weird. From hip fire, mm-hmm. it's fast. It, it shoots faster, but it's less damage, or at least less accurate for sure. From hip fire, mm-hmm. and then it's a little bit slower. But it feels like uh, if you're zoomed in, if you do the like uh, not zoomed in, but if you're doing um, aim down sights, mm-hmm. very much like soldier has aim down sights. Yeah. No wait. No, he doesn't have aim down sights. No, sights, but Widowmaker does. No. Who does? Widow. Yes. So like, yeah, Widow has like aim down sights because she has a scope. Um, Ash has aim down sights very much like most FPS games currently have. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like using a scout rifle in Destiny, which is good. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good feeling. Yeah, I. She's not. I don't know. I don't, I'm good. I'm gonna be curious to see how they use her in Overwatch League if they do at all. Mm-hmm. She has lots of disruption techniques. She has her. She plays like back. You want to play her, like, back of the squad. Not, like, Widowmaker, where you're, like, way far away, Mm because that doesn't quite work. But you want to play her, like, back of the line to mid. Um, She has her dynamite, Mm -hmm. which um, you can shoot it to detonate it, Mm -hmm. but it it has a detonation time of its own. Um, That does AoE and fire damage, Mm -hmm. so it does um, damage over time as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the auto detonation on that is way too long right now mm-hmm. like so if i they showed it being used as like throw it behind a reinhardt and then shoot it in the air above the reinhardt's head and it'll like catch the reinhardt on fire mm-hmm. and do a lot of damage that's great if you throw it and you shoot it if you throw it and it gets like in its arc of the throw if you don't shoot it before it's behind his shield yeah, it just sits on anything. the ground for a while. Yeah. And it sits on the ground long enough for like people to just like get away from it. Mm-hmm. And then it's pretty useless. Yeah. Um it works well as like 
suppression for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bob, which is her alt, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was like, kind of curious about how Bob actually works in gameplay. So when you have Bob come in, Bob actually is treated just like he's another hero on the field, mm-hmm. 100%. He has a health pool. He can capture points. Yeah, um, I saw that. Which is weird. Yeah. Um, so the best way to use Bob is if you have, like, a group of, like, two or three heroes in front of you, Bob lands, like, he appears out of nowhere and lands on the ground probably, like, I don't know, five yards in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then he will run another five to ten yards in the direction that you, like, point him in when you call him. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's people there, he basically kind of, like, does the doom fist uppercut. Yeah. So he'll put him in the air and disrupt him. And then he stops just past them. And then he goes into basically turret mode. Um, and then he does not move after that. He becomes completely stationary. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's like causing havoc running around the map. He just stops and shoots. He's huh. fairly deadly, though. I would say like he seems to do more damage than uh, a Torbjorn turret. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a faster rate of fire. And he has a lot of health. So if he's out in the field, you definitely want to dedicate some resources to killing him as quickly as possible. Yeah, um, I'm sure as long as he doesn't have a bead on you, a Farah can probably hard counter taking him out just because of the amount of damage and he's not moving at all. Um, anyone that is a good counter for a Torbjorn turret is going to be a good counter for Bob himself. Got it. Um, but yeah, she seems, I mean, I don't know. She's a type of gameplay style I like, mm-hmm. but I don't know how well she's... And no, she just she didn't feel as interesting as I thought she might. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, she should not be another white woman. But that's <laughs> yeah, like that's like the whole thing where it's like I I like her design. I think it's just fine. Oh, she's but, like, like that good like fucky suburban mom shit mm-hmm. that I'm real horny for. So yeah. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I am mad at it, but I'm not mad at it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not mad at like the character design itself. I'm mad that it's like oh, another white woman in Overwatch. Where we have gotten a fucking hamster before a black woman is being put into Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And one could argue that, like, Anna and Farah being that they're Egyptian, that there might be some kind of overlap with that. But I think that with how specifically coded these characters are in the game, there really isn't a whole lot of room for that kind of an argument, necessarily. Um, I mean, do we know, do we know, like, I know that we know that Rez is, um, is Spanish, but yeah. like, or like, is he Mexican? I'm not sure, but we know that he is he's like, Latino. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, but like, like, we don't know if he's like black yeah. Spanish at all or not. Yeah. I don't think. Not, not saying that like that's a black guy, but it, yeah. the game definitely like, like you, you're saying how obviously coded people are. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have really considered there to be proper black representation in Overwatch outside of Doom, outside of Doomfist and Lucio. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, because they are the ones where it's like, in like with no question, it's like, oh, these are black men. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And we don't have that with a female character. Right, not at all. And um, and there are like so many, like, there are a couple of black women in Overwatch in like the trailers, in the like, in like the, the animated videos, like the, the, like the lore of Overwatch. They're there, but mm-hmm. they should they be. They look fierce. Yeah, they look cool. And like, make one of them playable. Just make one of them playable, please. And preferably make a black woman not a villain because we already have like a lot of the people of color that are in the game are the villains. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so if we could do, if they could do a little bit better, a better job of not making those characters necessarily like 
bad, quote unquote. But um, yeah, and it's just like it's really interesting that people like get really up in arms about making such like a. I don't think it's a tall order to put a black woman in Overwatch when there's already a pretty diverse cast of characters. I don't think that that's asking anything that's unrealistic. But what I think is really sad and really unfortunate about the whole situation is that by asking for that that specific representation, that people mainly like cis, straight, angry white nerds that love Blizzard mm-hmm. no matter what um, are bent out of shape for people voicing a very, I think, a reasonable request. For the game. I mean, I think it's a thing where I think in 2018, if you're not including a diverse cast just immediately, mm-hmm. you are you are causing you're causing a problem yourself in yeah, a weird way. Right. Um, if that makes sense. Like, I think I still definitely applaud Overwatch for having an incredibly oh, diverse cast. Absolutely. absolutely. I think like most anything. Uh, and I don't know how many POC are in the room making decisions at Blizzard right. concerning Overwatch. Right. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know how diverse that team is. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if that, even if that even if that team is really diverse, I don't know how much of that team is black, right? Or women of color, like whatever. Like who knows? Mm-hmm. So when you don't have those people in the room, it's really easy for those to be um, things that you're blind to. Yep. And I think Blizzard's responses when asked about this stuff, especially the most recent ones when yeah. asked about it in Light of Ash, were super tone deaf. Oh, yeah, it really it's, was. It's really not that hard to be like, hey, we don't want to tip our hat, but, like... And, they, I mean, they, I guess they sort of said that, like, they have, like, eight heroes or something planned, and they feel like there's going to be, like, something for everybody. And then I think, like, they kind of hedged that. And we're like, well, like, we can't say, like, for everybody, but we think that people won't be disappointed. So it sounds like they have a black woman waiting in the wings mm-hmm. that game should have launched with a black woman in it right. though like any game with a big old cast like like in the style of an overwatch thing where you have a bunch of characters to play as should have a black woman in yeah it. like there's no reason not to um especially if you have like what overwatch launched with 18 16 18 characters 20 ca- yeah. like how many characters yeah like close to 20 to 20 plus characters at launch yeah there is no reason not to right. um and the same thing with like <sighs> Overwatch has a real bad problem with having a variance of shapes for women and yep. silhouettes for women. Um, I like Zarya is uh, one of the exceptions, and everyone's like, "Oh, but May." I'm like, "No, nah, but May's like every time you look at like actual stuff with May, May's just more big titty than anything else, yeah. and she has a round face." They don't even people look. They don't know what her body type is. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, look, like you can look at the official art for her. Like, she has big titty and like, like thicker arms but like look at how little her waist is yes and then like and then the character models are all over the place like her 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 poor back is fucking broken in that in that in that character rig like um and and this is the thing that we that we talk about constantly like every couple of episodes we always kind of bring it up that like us being critical of something does not mean that we hate something or Mm -hmm. don't acknowledge or or like give credit where credit is due when they've done something pretty well and overwatch does a lot of things really well like a lot of things really well but it is doing stuff probably the best out of 
any non-indie game out there, then yeah. that should is I applaud it, but also, like, what a sad low bar. Yeah, yeah, what a low bar. It's like, wow, look, you guys putting women that aren't white in the game, but you're still, like, missing black women. But and I know that we've talked about it, like, on the show before. It's just a thing where... And, and now they've... To me, it's like they've backed themselves into a hole now, because now, for sure, like, I want to see more varied female designs. They don't have to be Pixar button-nosed, cute, skinny. yeah. Barbie dolls, which is how they tend to do their female characters. Like, I still think a lot of people are like, Anna doesn't look old. I still disagree. I think Anna looks maybe, like, well-aged for her age, mm-hmm. but, like, she has, like, crow's feet on her eyes, and she has wrinkles on her face. Like, I think it's nice to have an older character that actually has that going on. They could have made her older looking, mm-hmm. even. Um, but I think I think that design's fine. Yeah. Um, but what they have done is that Whenever they release a black female character, she is going to have to be a pretty black female character. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they're go like I feel like if they don't put her in the same like conventionally attractive realm mm-hmm. as their white characters, then it's going to feel really weird. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, like, I, no, I agree. Yeah, I get. And I, like if you wanted to make her like, because like I mean, Zarya is a big muscular girl, but she's still very conventionally attractive. Right. Right. Like, everyone has to be, like, someone a dude can jerk off to, basically. Right. When they do female designs, where it's like, you look at stuff like Roadhog and Junkrat. I mean, there sure is enough porn and fans of both of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, Junkrat's this, like, tiny, 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 like, uh, really, like, skinny, like, ridiculous silhouette. Roadhog is massive. Torbjorn is, like, three feet tall yeah. in a circle, basically. Like, we should be seeing that diversity of shapes with the female characters. Um, but you're probably not going to want to do that with your first female character yeah because then it's gonna be a little bit weird it's gonna feel a little weird i think mm-hmm. yeah um i'm looking at the article now where they're said um with jeff kaplan and his quote and he says in the second quote here is like i think there's i don't want to say something for i don't want to say something for everyone because six is not something for everyone which i appreciate which, him saying which i appreciate that. him like, saying that there's yeah. a lot more people who walk planet earth than that but I don't think people will be disappointed. We have a lot of really cool, interesting characters that are going to come out over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. Um, sure. Um, I'm, I'll believe it when I see it. It would be nice to see a black woman being, being placed into Overwatch sometime today. Um, I'm sure she's in there. I'm sure she's and I'm there. Sure, and I'm and I'm hoping that the feedback is like helping them maybe push that character to being one they prioritize to come out next. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm wor- like I'll be happy for the representation no matter what. But um, this the criticism is still very much the same. It's like we need more varied body types for women in these games. If you're gonna do these crazy body types for the men, like let's let's get some of the women in there. Like you're doing good with having varied ages, like. Like with Anna versus mm-hmm. a character like Diva, like this, it's good that we're getting that that kind of like variance in terms of age and representation there. But like we we can appreciate what's there, but also demand better and demand more. And I think what we're asking for isn't something that's a that's a tall order. Like it, I don't think it's anything crazy to ask or want that. Or even, and I, I hate that this is sort of. PR across literally everything tends to work this way. Yep. We're like, you're not supposed to apologize. Yep. Like, because then it then it acknowledges that you made a mistake. Yep. And that they're worried about that opening up, like, bigger worms. floodgates. Yep. Man, just fucking 
when someone's like, "Hey, there's still we have criticism that there's still no black female character." Go, that was like we if Kaplan wants to be like uh, say basically that same quote of them having stuff in the works that they think will like make people happier mm-hmm. or or be more for more people, he can say that, but also just be like, "Yeah, it's in hindsight." That is something that we should have done sooner. Mm-hmm. We should have had a black female character at launch, or we should have prioritized. You know, because like I'm sure when each one of these new characters are these next six characters, they're internally they're probably scheduled. Yeah, like already, like they probably know who the last new character they're releasing in 2019, early 2020 is. Oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure they're be and, and they're being developed on that way internally, and like. There's a timeline of how they're creating these characters and who's set. So I know it's hard to be like, oh, suddenly, like, we're going to make this character come out before we or, or like we're going to swap this character out because they're not as developed yet internally. Mm-hmm. But at least admit that you guys fucked up with that's something that we should have had at launch or had something that was more of a priority early on. Yep. So that people knew that it was important to us that we had this inclusivity and we were we had people in these games that might look like you. Yeah. And then do that shit, and then you can release, like, Jetpack Cat yeah. or whatever. Because I still want... I want Jetpack yeah. Cat really bad still. Sure. I don't know if you saw Jetpack Cat in, in the old... Yeah, I, I want yeah. Jetpack Cat. I have the art book, yeah. But I want a black woman first. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm still, like, very sad that the original concept for Mercy was a black man who was a fucking angel that basically right. had the same design as Mercy, but it was black and red, and it was yes. amazing. It was really rad. God so cool we could have had it all blizzard we could have had it all I th- and i also think just like if they wanted to really go against some stereotypes too like a black man as a medic support character mm-hmm. goes against i think so many stereotypes of black men in video games yeah it would have been really really cool like really interesting to like have those juxtapositions yeah um because like you know looking at even stuff like rays like as the like latino dude of course he's gonna be the gruff badass yeah Latino guys always have to be the gruff badass. Right. Like, that's how it always works. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still stuff like that happens stereotypically there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been so cool if Mercy had been this, like, dope black dude who was just, like, taking care of people. Because mm-hmm. that goes against so much portrayal of black men in media. Yeah. You can say that again. But, uh, mm. but yeah. Other than that, like, she looks cool. I'm excited to play her. Um, her skins are okay. Like, I've seen what her, like, legendary skins and stuff are. They're Okay. Um, I'm sure she'll get cooler ones as once she's out and they have more events and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I want to play her. I think she's neat. I I mean, she literally has the exact same face as Widowmaker, but you know, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like someone did like an actual overlay of like her face and Widowmaker's and it's the fucking same. Um, but yeah, she looks cool. I want to play her. I just want Blizzard to do better, to do even better than what they're currently doing. Um and to round... Oh, these skins are kind of boring. They're, they're kind of... Eh. I hadn't looked at them yet. Eh. They're mostly eh. Like her Safari... The Safari one is the cute. The Safari one is cute, but I'm like, I'm also not surprised. Also, though, why does she need a midriff in Safari? Because she has to be hot. But why can't why can't have we to, have, have one, jack, like, one Safari... One female Safari outfit that's not a midriff? Because who's going to fap to that, Ruben? <sighs> I mean, you're right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> God, who is it? Someone on Twitter was just like, um, how like, m- m- like designers, especially like male designers for female characters in video games, like 
never stopped using like really low rise jeans. Like low rise jeans, especially the fucking like thongs sticking out of low rise yeah. jeans thing and midriffs. And they have not been in style for a while. And now they're starting to come like low rise jeans and midriffs are starting to come back mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's like, oh great! Now they're going to be like, oh no, we're <laughs> like, no. At no point did you see a female character in a game with uh, high waisted jeans. Mm-hmm. And it's been like the dominant fashion for yeah. jeans for women for the past like four years. And it's and I love the way that that looks in terms of like a silhouette for like character yes. designs. It's really cool. Like I actually just designed um, a character that's got like a little high waisted um, legging situation going on for for Black Mage, and it's really cute. Um, Good. Well, that's what happens when you have a gay artist, yeah, so. and, and <laughs> or womanized, and, and, and also like like standing your friends and their fashion choices. I'm like, I'm, I just basically put one of my put her outfit in the game, and not in the game, but in the comic. So, um, but yeah, um, but uh, to round out the the news section of games, we're going to talk about my favorite fucking thing on the planet. We're going to talk about Super Motherfucking Smash Brothers Fucking Ultimate. Uh. This um, is my next, like, two months. So, the game comes out Someone in less than a month. Someone save me from which, DJ which for the next two months. You're not, I mean, you're gonna see me on Twitter doing nothing but talking about Smash Brothers, so unfollow oh, I me now. fucking know. Unfollow me now. And not, no, I'll be there playing with you. Yeah. So, I wanna get good. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna teach you to get good. Um, good. So, all the DLC has been planned. So, basically, Nintendo themselves are like, these are the characters that we want to be DLC in Smash Brothers. And again, I want to say that like Smash Brothers is a celebration of Nintendo's past, present, and future. So whatever's coming out on the horizon, or if an IP is getting like kind of like a new take on it or something coming in the in the next years or so, like we're gonna probably see that reflected in Smash Brothers. So I'm really looking forward to see what they do. Um, like Piranha Plant was a super fucking deep cut that I didn't expect them to do as a character. And what's cool mm-hmm. is that Piranha Plant isn't one of those five. It's in addition to those five. So we're getting a total of six more characters in the game. And supposedly Nintendo is picking them, not Sakurai. Yeah, Nintendo's p- Nintendo picked them. So it's it's locked. Yeah. They've locked them down. So now they're leave them. Sakurai alone. By the way, yeah. Leave him be. He's done so much already. Like, so let's let's talk about that real quick. Ma- about American Masahiro sort of Smash Sakurai fandom being terrible. Fucking tweeted from his Japanese account in, in English, English to tell you raggedy bitches to stop <laughs> flooding his fucking mentions with your fucking shitty screenshots of Goku, of your random ass fucking nobody ass fucking character that you think deserves to be in Smash Brothers because nobody fucking cares. Masahiro okay, Sakurai Goku doesn't Smash, though, okay? fucking <laughs> care. He's telling you raggedy bitches to shut the fuck up <laughs> and you're gonna get what you fucking get. They're already close to 80 goddamn characters in this goddamn game. Be fucking happy with that. They put everyone that has ever been in motherfucking Smash Brothers on top of like close to 10 more fucking newcomers in the goddamn game. Yet you raggedy bitches still want to complain. Okay, but what if Naruto? <laughs> he ain't putting no goddamn Naruto in Smash Brothers. But what if Naruto? <laughs> Make a Smash Brothers game like Naruto, which they did. D.O.N. Battle Coliseum that was on PlayStation 2. That game was trash, but it was Smash Brothers, <laughs> but it had Shonen Jump characters in it. Listen, just I'll, just either Nintendo make those games or Arc System Works make Naruto Fighter Z. <laughs> Do it. 
I will play the. But we're talking about Smash. Game. We're not talking about my dreams right now. We're talking about Smash. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the screenshots on Amazon for Smash, and <laughs> this angle on Ridley's bad because it looks like Ridley has titties. <laughs> Ridley, Ridley don't got titties. Ridley ain't got no titties. Ridley ain't got no titties. He's, he's, a, he's a space dragon. He's a space dragon. Not that he can't. I mean, not that he can't. I mean, he, I, I mean, don't know. I mean, he's an alien. DJ, look at this. Tell me, Ridley ain't got titties. Let me see these space titties. Hold on. Look at space titties. Oh, but do look like space titties. Space titties. Because that's titties. like his neck being crazy, but it looks like it's got. Space I'm gonna tweet. Titties. I'm gonna tweet this. D- tweet it. I'm gonna tweet. Do it. They gave, they gave Ridley space titties <laughs> in Smash. Oh man, but like that last Damn. direct was wild. Um, Incineroar looks fucking cool. The furries are shaking. The furries. Oh, Incineroar, of course, are shaking. <laughs> <laughs> of course, who, who does not want to be filled by that big daddy? I mean, it's it's everything. That's I'm so, like so graphic. God, it's gonna be so fucking cool. Like they went out of their fucking way. Like they like Sakurai could have just been like, you know what? We're gonna port Smash Four. We're gonna bring over all the shit from the 3DS game, and that's it. And you raggedy bitches still want to complain? I mean, y'all some ungrateful ass little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I said what I said. Period. 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 Cuddle, <laughs> man. <sighs> you and Rakim, I was losing my shit so much. God, I fucking love also, him. Also, you guys use different words when you guys do the show than when I do the show with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some words that we have used that we don't use together. It's a little different. He just, he, he just, we just... It's what it's if you could see like our our text message strings to each other. Because I felt like I felt like that's where you were just a second ago. It's wild, and you're like, "This is an episode with Ruben. I can't use those it's, words." I'm like, "You can use them, DJ. Yeah. I don't care. I can't use them." <laughs> but uh, but other than that, <laughs> but other than that, like like I've watched all the fucking directs, all three of them, like. Over and over and over again, and I feel like oh, I know you're going to sleep to him. I guess. And I feel like <laughs> that I find something new every time that I watch them. When I set uh-huh. up my new fucking iPad, I'm gonna watch it on that too. Like, oh, I know. Like, I, I can't wait. Like, this is it's it's that fucking um, tweet from um, what's his name, um, Tyler the Creator, that says like this is the only fucking thing that I'm going to be talking about for the next however long. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah, I'm like I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be great. Um, whatever they plan DLC wise, I know it's gonna be out of control. Um, I can't I can't buy the digital version on Amazon. You can't buy the digital version on Amazon, as far as I, I can. Ooh, I can if I buy the Ultimate Fighters Pass edition. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I'm not gonna buy the Fighters Pass until like they announce the first like. DLC character. That's what. But you know you're gonna buy it. No oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. But I just want to know. Like, mm. wh- I want it. Like, because they're like, we are gonna be developing it now. So they once they show, like, here's your first DLC fighter that's coming. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna like, then I'll press the button on it. But I'm I need to pre-order it because I do want this game. This is a rare game I do want digitally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I just want that perpetually on my Switch at all times. Period. Exactly. I don't. Want, I don't want to ever be like, oh no, I left. I left my card. Yeah. Never. I'm not gonna. We're not doing that. Um, but let's see. There was gonna be. There's something else too. Yes. So what I also wanted to mention that is also Smash Brothers related. What I think is really fucking cool, like, 
And this is what you do when people give you a fucking critique about something. So, so with Smash Ultimate, they've really gone out of their way to like really like go deep into like the characters, like backlogs of games to kind of like bring the characters to life in in better ways and all that stuff. Like it's probably the most expressive Smash game that they've ever made. And mm. with that. Um, they pulled something from the Game & Watch games where it's like this a fire attack that Mr. Game & Watch does. Oh, that yeah, that's like, like, like this like Native American yes, um, like yep. face on it. So someone had tweeted it and tweeted at Nintendo of America and was like, hey, like, as like a Native person, this is really fucking racist and it kind of sucks that this is in the game. I hope that you guys can do something about it. And that got around and... I feel like they reacted to this way faster than I thought that they would. They really did. It was so fast. Like, and what's really cool is that that's going to be a patch, I believe, not day one, but um, um, probably very soon after the game launches. Um, so here's a quote coming from Nintendo. Um, they said, Nintendo has been planning to distribute an update for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate that removes the feather from the silhouette of Mr. Game & Watch. The original game which is on, the original game on which this depiction of the character is based was released more than three decades ago and does not mm. represent our company's values today. We sincerely apologize that this change was not noticed in our marketing material and will continue working to make Super Smash Bros. Ultimate an experience that is both welcoming and fun for everyone. Easy. Done. Do you see how easy it is to say, hey, we acknowledge that this is shitty, and this was part of a game that happened a long-ass time ago, times were different, we acknowledge that, and guess what? We're removing it because we want to make sure that everybody has a really good fucking time. Period. It's L- a, like, it's a fucking the uh, brilliant, incredible, amazing, uh, yeah, brilliant, spectacular, show-stopping, never, amazing, been done never been done before, put it in a blender. Game company's never done this before, yeah. this fast. <laughs> Like, that's all that it takes. It's That's all that it takes. That probably is a, is a great example of having to have something public-facing that's a PR thing to apologize about something yes. without saying, without literally saying, I'm we are sorry for doing this. It's like, we acknowledge that this is shitty. Yeah, and we're gonna we acknowledge that the thing exists, and we're going to fix it. We don't want any racism in our game. Right. Period. Period. There's nothing else left to say. Period. Like, period. Like, period. Like, like, like period. <laughs> Reggie, Reggie was like, I, this won't stand. Yeah, Reggie's like, this is not going to happen in my game, not in my Smash Brothers, not while I'm here in Nintendo of America, period. Not going to happen, period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, God, now I just want to find a clip of Reggie saying period and then put it into that video of all period. the girls saying period. Just... Oh, the city girls, what a mess. Um, Ooh. But yeah, um, see, th- that's all that you have to fucking do. It's pretty straightforward. Um, I'm really happy that they addressed it as quickly as they did, and they're going to do something about it. It's awesome. That's all that you have to do. It's it's not hard. But um, we are already painstakingly close to an hour and a half of us just talking shit. Do we want to just... Is there any any questions we want to answer? We didn't... Oh, we don't have to talk about it, but like... League of Legends, Riot has some problems. They're getting sued for toxic workplace stuff. Mm-hmm. That KDA video, though? Was everything. Everything. That video was everything, which was done by a French animation studio that's separate of Riot. Yes. So. And. Bitch. 
Riot has a problem with uh, same character design problems. They, they like do the same as Overwatch the same. does. Everybody has to be hot. Everyone has to be hot. But I do appreciate that when Akali got her rework, Akali got ripped. Yeah. Um, also, Akali has a skin that is definitely just a female Kakashi skin. That's amazing. It's it's called Silverfang, which is, I think, like, Kakashi's father was, like, Silver mm-hmm. Wolf. So it's something similar. And it is, like, female Kakashi. And I was just like, yes, perfect. Amazing. But, I love it. But, bitch. Akali in the fucking video, too, that, when she's rapping. That, I was just like, oh, That shit was everything. I was like, I wish I gave a shit about League of Legends. Because, bitch, I would have bought those fucking outfits in that game. I reinstalled the game. I played some ARAM, all random, all middle. I died a lot, because I am not good at that game. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh, real quick. Um, so, Nintendo released a new, like, commercial for Smash Brothers. And, bitch, they have this... They, they, they came for me. They were like, we're going to give DJ everything that she wants. And there's a bit that has Peach and Zelda together. And they're like, uh-huh. anime girls, sparkles, and poses and shit with, like, pink glitter and shit. I'm like, y'all are really coming for my neck with this shit. And then Meta Knight swooped by, and Peach is like, oh, my yeah, she's like, oh, get away from me, you nasty bitch. Um... <laughs> But um, what, let, basketball, some wings and a sword. Who did yeah, this? Who did that? Um, Who this? So I'm looking at our question bucket because we didn't get to answer all of them last time. But um, we'll do a quick DJ. You did see the one I sent you where someone put "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen on top. Oh, of it, I did. Right? It's very good. And like the lyrics match up. Yeah, to, like certain points. Like when they say uh, "I'm a supersonic," whatever Sonic is on the screen. I was like, how did they do this? Yeah, it's like they fucking knew. They it's amazing. But please, question. Um, question. The question was in our question bucket from last time because we didn't get a chance to answer it. Uh-huh. Um, so, I'm looking at this question. It's going to come from our fave, one of our faves, Mr. K-Throne themselves. So, K-Throne. Um, so, <laughs> I think it's a great question to end, to end the show on, too. What's the game you regret spending too much money on? Ooh. Mmm. Hmm. I mean, are you going to say Sailor Moon Drops? Is that your answer? I have two answers. Oh. One is Sailor Moon Drops. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. My second one is is Super Smash Brothers Brawl. And I'll tell you why. How does that work? Because, I'll tell you why. So, Smash Brothers Brawl came out when I was in college. Because that game had gotten pushed back from the Japanese release to the US one... Like, uh-huh. almost half a year. Did you import? I did. I bought a Japanese oh Wii God. and oh a copy God. of that game. Oh, my God. And it is my least favorite Smash Brothers game. Oh, my God. <laughs> DJ. And I somehow convinced one of my other friends to also import it. I can't believe you drugged someone down my with My impact. <laughs> I'm an influencer. I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> truly, like, I'm, like, a social media influencer. So, like, when I do things, people that follow me also tend to follow suit. So, it's... And then my friend couldn't pay rent. I had to go live in his parents' basement <laughs> and had a lot of free time to play the worst Smash Brothers game. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, that's that's probably my biggest regret. <laughs> my biggest gaming regret, for sure. What about you? Um, I definitely have spent more on... Which is not much, but like I think I've, I've maybe spent like ten or fifteen bucks total on Sailor Moon Drops, which is like unheard of for me for a mobile game. Right. 
So that's stupid. And then, um, honestly, Overwatch. Oh, like, yeah. There I was mean, a time a million times over where Overwatch for sure. every special event, mm-hmm. I bought the, like, $40, the, I yeah, think, 50 Yeah, the 50 boxes, box, that's 40 bucks because you get 10 boxes yeah. for free, quote-unquote. And I played on PC before I paid, played on uh, PlayStation yeah, on console. Yeah, so you spent hella money. So, like, all of my Halloween stuff's on PC, and I don't have them on PlayStation. And I don't know. I probably, when I think about it, Overwatch... Like, in, well, also, like, I bought Overwatch more than once yep. because I bought the normal game on PC. Mm-hmm. Then I found a special edition on sale, but it was still like maybe 80 bucks. But it was worth it, though. It has the art book. The box is gorgeous. It has a Soldier 76 statue that is like really heavy and amazing. And then probably like 200 bucks over time on boxes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ruben, you can't, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. This, this does nothing. It's to make your character look cool in a game that does nothing. Please do Yeah, not. it's like, just don't do it anymore to um, yourself. So that's, that's my shameful... For the most part, I'm actually really good about not spending money on mobile game stuff. Mm-hmm. Though I was... God, man, I was trying to get Sailor Moon drops. I was trying to get um, my gay Space Queens. Because mm-hmm. uh, they were the special event like a couple as well yep. back. And it was, like, the last night, I hadn't been playing it much, and I was getting so close, and the levels were just kicking my ass, and I just, like, had a panic of, like, probably, that was probably where, like, 10 bucks of the 15 I spent on that game came from, where I was just, like, I just gotta get to these levels, like, I gotta buy, I gotta get them, and then it was, like, 4am, and I didn't get them, and then I went to sleep. Very sad. <sighs> the struggle is real, Sailor Moon drops, it truly is. But, um, they know what doing. that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank mm-hmm. you all so much for listening to us again, just ramble on about bullshit if you have questions for us if you're part of our discord server please hit us up in the podcast questions channel with anything Mm -hmm. you want us to discuss anything you want us to talk about and you can always email us at uh, magicalboyspodcast at gmail.com send us your questions in if you have something long form that you wish to discuss with us and you can always find me on social media both on twitter and instagram because those are the only things that matter to me at Oh, hey, DJ on both. That's O-H-H-E-Y, DJ on both. And where can they find you? You guys can get me at Rubots, R-O-O-B-O-T-S on Twitter. Um, I believe the same on Instagram. And yeah, that's it. Well, we love you all so much. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time. Uh, bye. Bye.